Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the vocalist. Michaela Salazar coming on from the alternative rock band Falling Through April. So before I bring her on, I'm just going to do a brief introduction to my show, and then we're going to do an awesome introduction for the band, and then bring her on for a really interesting, in-depth interview tonight. So Michaela's going to be, uh, Michaela and her band Falling Through April are going to be one of the many amazing, amazing national rock bands that I've had the honor and pleasure of interviewing. Some of the artists I've had on my show have included Tremonti, Trivium, Sick Puppies, Lacey Sturm of Flyleaf, Starset, Shaman's Harvest, and the list goes on. So please support all these amazing artists that I have on my show. Check out the podcast. You can download it on iTunes and or download it or stream it on my current um, site. I created this show because I really wanted to bring artists on to help support them, get their names out there. We know how challenging the entertainment industry is today, especially with social media and the internet, um, you know, making it take a turn about 10 years ago. So this show is really meant to support people. A little bit about my background, I have a doctorate degree in psychology, um, so I really enjoy interviewing people. That's kind of one of my passions, and I have a passion for the entertainment industry, so I really wanted to combine those two. Although I mentioned I have a degree in psychology, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Um, We're not doing any type of formal therapy or uh, treatment on my show. I always throw that out there. But at times, we may talk about psychological concepts in in educational format and more of a generalized, um, you know, fashion, so to speak. So if you're tuning in, create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And if you want to call in tonight, the number is 805 243 1320. So Michaela is in the switchboard right now. All right, cool. All right, so let's do this, everyone. Let's do a great introduction for Falling Through April, and then we're going to bring her on. So these guys are really interesting, and gal, we'll say. Um, they're an alternative rock band. They formed approximately seven years ago. And this, the thing that really stands out to me about this band is, and I've had a chance to preview the album, it's phenomenal, is that they really have a fresh, eclectic, original sound. It's, it's radio-friendly, catchy hooks. Um, they combine elements of alternative rock, pop, and even some punk. So I really think it can suit a lot of different listeners in terms of different tastes of music and how they combine all these different elements in their album. Since their single has been released, which is titled Desperate Measures, and check it out. There's an awesome video for it on YouTube. They've really garnered some significant success. The song has debuted at number 13 on the YouTube Alternative Hot List. Uh, Starting January 1st, it's being featured in 1,800-plus footlocker stores in 23 countries, so really getting a lot of attention and attraction out there. And also the song has been syndicated on some shows such as Music Mix USA and Sidewalks TV. So we're going to take you on a really cool journey tonight. Michaela's uh, life story, the band's life story, talk about some really interesting things that you probably won't hear other places. And I definitely want to tell everyone to pick up a copy of this album right now. It's titled Zodiac. It will be released on January 19th, but you can pre-order it now. And lastly, I want to thank Ed Bunker from No Problem Marketing. I've done a ton of interviews with him, and it's always a pleasure to have his artists on my show. 
So let's bring Michaela on. Hey, guys. Hey, Ma- Hey, how are you? Oh, great. Um, just on the way to BAM practice to meet, meet up with the guys. This will be a nice, great way to nice. start off. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> so you're driving in the car. Be careful. <laughs> I'm actually about to go pull over in a parking lot. Yep, there's some black guys on the road, so you'll, uh, you'll have my full attention. <laughs> okay. Well, be careful. Cool. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michaela, for joining me tonight, coming on to promote the band and the new album. It's a very exciting time for you guys. Um, it is. So what I want to – yeah, definitely, definitely. We're going to get into that. But I'd like to start kind of from the beginning. I always like to hear some of the history on the artists I have on my show. So tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, reflecting back to when you were really a little kid in South Carolina, right? You're from Columbia, South Carolina? I'm not from there. I'm from Sacramento, California, but I was in Columbia oh, okay. for a good eight years before finding the guys. Okay. So then let's go back to uh, California. All right. So, you know, just yeah. share with us some interesting things about yourself, you know, reflect on when you were a little kid, how would you describe yourself? What were some of the things you were interested in even before music, if you played any sports or, you know, bring some interesting stuff about your life into the uh, interview. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, and I was definitely an aggressive type when I was younger, but shy. So it's really funny now that that mix has gone into music because uh, I was, you know, yeah, in the soccer for the longest time, um, some other sports. But then uh, music, though, has been around in my family for the longest time. You know, my grandfather, my uncle, and even my dad always brought around the acoustics and would play, you know, anything from, like, mariachi music to the Eagles or something. Um so, and my mom loved to sing. We pretty much grew up with a karaoke machine in the house that made for the best okay. parties ever. So, music <laughs> was always going on. Um, and pretty much so, from there, I was still very, very shy. I remember uh, loving to sing, though, like loving to create melodies and uh, stories. But um, I was very, like, I never wanted anyone to hear me. I remember one time walking in the house, just belting something out, thinking I was all alone. And my dad walks out of his room, and I just cry from embarrassment. Like, so I've come from such a long way. I've always been very supportive um, of that. And um, my kind of like my desire to play kind of punk music, I found myself in rock. I just felt like that kind of fed my soul, made me feel so much better when I was, you know, feeling down. My um, my older sister had a great influence in that. She'd always be playing, like, No Doubt or Blink-182. So that's kind of where okay. I found that. And cool. from there, I mean, well, I just, yeah, it was it, perfect yeah, for the start. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great start. And we're going to delve into the band. And, and you guys have a very interesting story with, you know, how they found each other, how you found them. Um, but, again, I'd like to just, just pull in a little bit more. So, like you said, music was always in the household growing up. Um, were your parents or anyone like into music seriously and doing it for you know a profession or was it just more of something they enjoyed doing you know as a group thing family thing bringing you guys together yeah pretty much what you said just bringing us together it's a family thing to have in the house no one um really aspired to go any further with it for some reason okay. I had that drive and never wanted to stop that's awesome that's awesome and what do you if you don't mind me asking what are your parents what do they do for a living um, they actually have their own business. My mother, which I think is why I, I have the drive to make a difference in the world or, you know, in my community, because my mother, um, she struggled with uh, compulsive disorder, where it just kind of involves stress. It's like, you know, um, I think it's called trichotillomania. But anyway, from there, okay. she helped people find the beauty in them. Um, even when they would say, even the people who um, had alopecia or cancer patients, they'd lose their hair. 
lose their eyebrows. Sure. Um, and she she created makeup and wigs and wrote books about just how to kind of deal with them. That so wow. she um, since the last eighteen years, yeah, her and my father are partners in that business. So they focus on that, and I think it's a wonderful thing. That is great. And just so people know, just and it's interesting you said that because as I mentioned in the introduction, you might have you might have called in a little later. I have a background in psychology. That's that's what I do for a profession. And and right, trichotillomania is a condition where, like she said, it's a it's a form of kind of obsessive compulsiveness, and you actually pull out hair. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think that's that's amazing that they created that type of a support and way to help people out, like you said, whether it's cancer patients, people suffering from the condition psychologically. Um, and I could definitely see how that parlays into you because I remember reading when I was doing my research that one of the things you would love to do at some point is, you know, a nonprofit or do something where you could donate money to the arts and school to keep that alive. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Make a difference, you know, using our different um, talents and all that. Definitely. And what about, do you have any other siblings? Do you have a sister, you said? Yeah, I have older sisters. Uh, they're about 9, 10 years old, 9 and 11 years older. Um, and then I have a little brother. I mean, he's not so little. He's only two years younger than me, much taller. But okay. he's an awesome drummer. He um, He's also picked up music. And then the older sister who I told you, um, Allison, who had an influence on my musical taste, She's, I think, a better singer than I am. So sometimes I wish Aww. I would bring her up on stage. Yeah, she's great. And my other wow, sister, she's got cool. all the brains in the family. She's a nurse. So she picked up that as her talent. Nice. She's still helping people, which is just perfect. Yeah, that's, that seems like it's definitely a, a consistent theme and a strong theme that runs in your family, <laughs> like you said, helping. No, it's great. And like you, and when we get into Desperate Measures and talking about that song, I mean, I love the concept, and I think that song is so relevant for anyone in the world today and what people might be struggling mm. with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So do, you're doing music in the family. It's kind of a family thing. So when do you start to – you know, when you're in school, did you ever venture into choir, plays, anything like that, or no? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I found um, my confidence in my church. I started off in, like, the worship band. It was very easy for me to, I don't know why, but they threw me up leading, like, right away. I guess, you know, they kind of heard I, I had a decent voice. But it was really funny because still even back then, I think I was, like, 13 or 14, um, mm-hmm. I was still a good foot away from the microphone and whispering. And so they really kind of like, come on, get a little closer, get a little closer, get a little louder. <laughs> uh, and from there, I right. found my stage. So they were very patient with me in that community. And uh, that's where I started on the worship team. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and then from there, I just started doing like coffee houses, open mics by myself on my acoustic guitar. Started trying mm-hmm. to write my own music. Uh, I wrote my first song, I feel like 13, about a boy I had the biggest crush on for like the longest time, and I ended right. up playing it at my right, the first web song. My mom's like, um, excuse me, what is this about? I'm like, don't worry, I'm putting myself in other people's shoes. I'm kind of like, you know, exaggerating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I played it at my high school talent show, and um, I won best overall performance. I was so surprised, awesome. but that was yeah, really excited. And everyone, like, in the crowd was singing my song because I would still share it. And my friends would be like, can I, like, is it weird that I fall asleep to your music? But I've always had influence, a great influence and support from all my friends growing up. Um, so it just never stopped, you know, from there. That's great. And when, and when, like you said, you played acoustic guitar. When did you start playing guitar? Did you take any lessons? Or was it something that you self-taught, naturally came along? Yeah, I just. 
I started off on piano, and I just was not self-disciplined enough to, like, continue on with those lessons. I quit so many of them. I feel terrible now. So I was like, okay, let's try acoustic guitar. Um, and I was taught by another worship leader in my church. Um, he taught me the basics. And from there, yeah, I would read tabs and kind of teach myself as best as I could. And uh, cool. that's it. I just know the basics. I'm still, cool. like, a beginner. <laughs> No, no, definitely not. You are, and your well, voice that's why too. I was looking for a band. Well, that's why I was looking for a band. I'm like, I am only writing half of a song. I need a band to really bring it home. And so that's what got me looking for FTA. Cool, cool. And vocally, was that something too that was natural? Did you take any formal lessons with that? I always like to just hear a little bit about people's you know, backgrounds in terms of their training and or just it was a natural talent sure. that they had, so to speak. Yeah. Um, for the most part, yeah, it was natural. I would definitely listen to, like, Alanis Morissette. I would sing along to her, like, a lot as a preteen. And I feel mm-hmm. like um, I didn't mean to, like, completely mimic her, but it did definitely create a good foundation of how to carry um, notes and stuff like that. Um, and for, I have taken a few pointers. Um, I, I'm definitely going to get back in the lesson so I can keep my voice in good shape during tour season. But now, for the most part, kind of self-taught, kind of being aware of, how I sound cool great it's great yeah I mean your mm-hmm. voice is it's it's beautiful it's phenomenal and I again it's just very <laughs> dynamic and eclectic and I like that like I said in the introduction I mean you guys really combine a lot of different elements and we'll get into that when we start talking about the album and putting that together um so Michaela after you know after high school did you go on to any other type of schooling vocational school college or were you just really set on pursuing music Yeah I kind of regret it but it's kind of worth it I would definitely just focus on music I'm like this is what I want to do um even mm-hmm. if it's uh playing small gigs making a little bit of money here and there I just I would um you know have like assistant manager jobs here and there at places but it was. I never want to stop playing, and I would look for the right opportunities. I'm um, not going to say which label this is, but there was a label that um, a friend kind of went on board with, and he's like, you know, uh, let's see if you want to be a part of this. And mm-hmm. they told me, you know, they they would pretty much tell me who to be, how to dress, and what to sing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, right. that's not why I'm in this. So I turned that down. And so for a, you know, I'm just since then I'm just still looking for the right project who would, yes, trust me, yeah, and like you know change you know into right, um, right. somebody else but, but I, I, I don't know I, didn't stop. Of... I did not go to school though for anything else after that right and we'll, we'll get I just wanted to ask a couple of questions before I forget but you know I think kudos to you in a way because you know even though you said that you were shy and it sounds like at times maybe the confidence wasn't there it takes a lot of assertiveness and confidence to be able to say no to a label I mean especially if this is maybe your first opportunity, really getting your feet wet, getting yourself out there. So that was great that you were able to say, you know, this isn't who I am. I don't want someone kind of making me a puppeteer, so to speak. You know what I mean? I think that's really cool that you were able to, you know, grasp that you're going to keep searching for the right group and they'll come along at some point, which they did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What types of places were you doing some assistant management work at when you were, you know, doing acoustic stuff and looking for the band? Oh, just a small, like, um, um, like, there was Firehouse Dubs when I first started off, and then I would do, like, some, uh, at some restaurants, like, Red Lobster was pretty complicated, but, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I loved at least keeping things organized and mm-hmm. doing things, you know, correct. I, I like having some sense of that control, 
But, uh, yeah, actually, in the near future, I'll be opening up my own coffee shop. So I'll be managing another place, a good place to chill and have good quality. Wow. So, cool. Are you in the works right now of developing this? Um, yeah, we're just looking at the right building, hoping um, I can find one with an apartment on top so I can just live and work all day. <laughs> nice, nice. And who's doing this with you? Is it just, are you having family involved or? No, just me. I've been dreaming of this for a minute, having a good place for, um, well, it really started, the idea started when I was living in a small community and there was nowhere else to go because um, we were 30 minutes away from everywhere. If you didn't have a car, I mean, there's just trouble to get into. And so I want a good place for kids to go to or young adults. Um, have some good copy books on the table. Good place. I want to play mm-hmm. Big Mama pretty much. <laughs> the whole place. Just kind of bring the community awesome. together. Yeah, have a little That's great. <laughs> That's great. And real quick, yeah. before I forget, how did you make your way to South Carolina? Just give us a little bit of background on, you know, you said you came about eight years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, after living in Sacramento, California, my family decided to kind of spend our life savings and try out Mexico, actually, um, because California's mortgages were, going like, they were insane. And so we're just like, let's right. just try something. So by, by the time we tried out Mexico, had some fun there, we went back, and both of my older sisters had moved to South Carolina because one of the husbands had um, a promotion. So we're like, hey, let's follow. You know, they got the grandkids coming. I wanted to be around my nieces and nephews. Um, so, yeah, we chose family, and we've been here since. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Okay. So as you said, you were doing some acoustic guitar work, you know, playing in some coffee houses, places like that. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background with other bands before you found Falling Through April. Because I know it looked like, again, reading about some of the struggles you were having to it, finding, you know, serious people, people that wanted to take music to the level you wanted to take. What were some of the, some of the challenges you were encountering? Yeah, um, I mean, pretty much the only band I've ever been involved with um, was Church. Um, that was so long ago as a kid. It was, it's always been hard to find people that are committed into, you know, weekly practices and getting yourself out there. And uh, I would mm-hmm. always find very talented friends. Oh, man, so many along the way. And, you know, we, so we would just kind of do, like, little acoustic duos, but nothing um, as a full band. So this is actually my first, and that's been very talented. Wow. But you know what I have to, and again, this is this is complimentary to you and to the band members. I mean, the support that they've shown you and, you know, you wanting to grow as an artist and, and push yourself is just, it's amazing. Um, you know, most, most bands, I think it's challenging for, you know, not to say a first timer, but someone coming in that maybe hasn't, you know what I mean, done the tour circuit oh, yeah. or done it on a level that they've done it. So I think that's just, that's so great that they gave you that opportunity. They definitely saw something very special in you. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm amazed every day. I love them for that. My poor um, manager slash producer, when I was in the studio, oh, yeah, he had a lot of schooling for me. (laughs) But um, they've been so patient (laughs) and understanding and have been so, like, you know, kindly constructive, and it's been an awesome experience. That's great. That's great. So, Let's let's uh, talk a little bit about the band before you get involved in them. I think an interesting theme is the uh, the Craigslist because the band members <laughs> yeah. it look like you know you know it's funny. I mean, when you pull everything together and you look at the story that comes together for, from falling through April, is you know they were also struggling to find people. I don't know what was going on. You know, singers are ghosting them. They're you know they're having their own issues, and then they put an ad out. You know, they knew each other. Some of them knew each other. I read from you know just the music circuit. 
they put an ad out, and then I think it was Dan also put an ad out. They don't even know each other put ads out, but they contact right. each other, which was just <laughs> right, yeah. which was hysterical, you know. And then similarly, you find them through Craigslist, which you know people have mixed feelings about. You you never know what you're going to counter on that place, right? Sure so um, oh yeah, yeah. So so tell us a little bit about you know what you know about them as a group before you got involved. What were some of the challenges that that they were having? I mean, they formed back in around 2011, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, from they, their story to you, what was going on with them? And they had at least uh, two to three. Um, yeah, they had three. No, I'm sorry, two lead, um, lead singers that they had written, you know, and produced two albums with. Okay. And I actually yeah. didn't do my research too much. I was just thinking, like, hey, I'm gonna find a jam band who wants to play some live gigs. That would be great. And then when right. I met them, they kind of told me more about their history. I'm like, well, wow, like, am I, should I walk out door right now? Um, so I didn't <laughs> want to waste their time. <laughs> and, right. and it was a little difficult, too, because at first, you know, I learned their songs. And of course, I, that's what I saw on um, YouTube when I was trying to learn some of their older songs from Risk and Rewards or Risk and Rewards, mm-hmm. um, that it was it was hard for me to sing. It was very a different tone, you know, it was from a male. And um, so I tried my best, though, and they still saw potential in me, thankfully. Um, it was funny enough, though, the first time I tried out, I didn't make it because I was shy and because I was quiet. You know, they didn't see a, a front woman in me at that point. But after being kind of denied, I'm like, okay, well, what is it going to take? What do I need to do to be that woman that, you know, a rock band needs? And so, right. um, honestly, at that point in my life, though, I, I, had, I was a mother at least of a two-year-old, so I kind of lost myself, you know, trying to, like, focus on him and just being, you know, back in that quiet place, and so um, Mm -hmm. they actually really helped me, like, get back to myself, that person that I had been in the past that I kind of just let kind of die, so that, so when they called me back over the summer to give me another chance, I was blown away, and I was like, I'm not going to let them down, and ever since then, everything I've done, honestly, has just been to, like, make them proud of what they how far they've come and how where we're going, what we're doing, then I would hope anyone else listening would be too. Yeah, no, it's such a cool story. And I, I think that that just, you know, kind of the core of it with you guys supporting each other and really wanting the best for each other and wanting each other to develop, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not something exactly. you see every day. I mean, it's not something you really see at all. So I think that's something yeah. that's just so valuable about you guys. They have such passion. I am completely completely blessed and so lucky that I found them, I feel like, because they're just exactly what I was looking for, and some of them tell me I'm exactly what they were looking for, but it was funny, when I first, you know, met them, one of the guys were like, nope, nope, never imagined a girl in here, not going to happen, but I ended up, you know, warming up to him, <laughs> he's like, okay, this would be cool, <laughs> but yeah, and now we're was, all very, when, very happy. That's cool, when you answered the ad on Craigslist, who was it that you spoke with first, I know they're, and please introduce the band members, you know, as we're talking now about the band. Okay, definitely. Uh, well, John King, our producer slash friends slash man, mm-hmm. um, he, we trust him and everything. Dan, Danny Candia, the one um, he's like one of the guitarists. He always says, "And John, we trust because we do. We trust his opinion. Um, he's helped us. He's been through us, with us the whole way through Zodiac, and um, he also produced and directed um, Desperate Measures music video. So he's just that epic. Um, but actually, I sent him a link to my SoundCloud that I recorded from a garage band app on my phone and he saw potential even in that. So he screened That's me cool. and forwarded me for them the information to the guys to check me out. 
And, um, yeah, from there, I just um, auditioned in front of Dan, the guitarist. We have Dave, the bassist, Jim. He's on um, guitar. We don't really say lead guitar, rhythm guitar, because they both switch that roll off, which is awesome. We're okay. always, like, that creative. You know, we all contribute. And then we have Taylor on drums. So they all have cool. to, you know, agree with each other. There's always a vote. You know, there's always, we all have to do this together. And they approved. And I, uh, I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just, that's wonderful. That's great. So let's do this. Let's, um... Talk a little bit about Desperate Measures, the single right now that you're promoting off of Zodiac, and we'll check it out. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll talk more about getting into, you know, putting the album together, the studio work. I want to ask some questions about the the cover artwork. It's really interesting, and I have some, uh, yeah. you know, interesting symbolism behind that I want to talk about. So, yeah, so tell us a little bit, as I mentioned. I mean, I read about Desperate Measures, so but I want to hear, of course, from you personally, you know, what it means to you and, and what were some of the – you know, maybe negativities or situations in your life, um, you know, that created that song? Um, yeah, right? Desperate Measures for me is kind of just the anthem of just coming to life, like finding yourself and staying strong to who you are, just like we mentioned earlier when I was, you know, faced with different um, opportunities. It's like, well, is this right for me? Is this who I want to, you know, to be portrayed as, as an artist? Is this the influence I want to have in the world? But Desperate Measures is really um, just about, like, <laughs> everyone has a purpose, you know, and everyone mm-hmm. has their own unique qualities. And so instead of following the same path that everyone follows, dressing the same way, acting the same way, having, you know, I'm not going to bash on college because, I mean, you can self-educate yourself in any direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are you setting yourself up to be miserable, you know? And these careers, I feel like we're hamsters on wheels sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. Are you working for your own life or some other, you know, person's benefit? And so for me, this was just like, if you guys watched the music video, uh, we got to film it in Athens, Georgia, or no, New, sorry, Noonan, Georgia, um, where they filmed The Walking Dead. And yeah. um, so we had to, like, you know, um, film at this uh, huge abandoned warehouse, um, and kind of we built this, uh, we built the set ourselves, and we we wanted to kind of. Um, portray like this post-apocalyptic, a little bit, I'm sorry, post-apocalyptic feel of just like we are, the man's watching us, we have cameras all over the place, and then we have TVs in the scene that uh, it's kind of like Big Brother, you know, it's um, are we watching the media and just soaking it all in and just believing everything we see, or are you going to stand up and think for yourself type of thing? And so that's really what the song for me was about I wanted for us to start thinking for ourselves and you know come to life you know we all have a passion that's the fire burning in our eyes as you hear in the Mm -hmm. chorus and so for me it was just I want people to get rowdy (laughs) you know you know it's a it's a great you know it's a great first single and I think something that stands out about it too is I, I just noticed and I guess you don't really notice it when you're listening to it but you know, most hit singles, they say, what, you know, three minutes and 25 seconds, three and a half minutes, and yours is even less than three by a couple of seconds. And I was like, wow, that's really quick. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like that when you listen to it. It's a it's a great track. Oh, you know, it's, it's really good. catchy and, you know, has some awesome hooks. And, yeah. So let's do this. Let's uh, put you on hold and we'll check it out. And then we'll come back and talk more about the album and what's in store for 2018. Neat. I'm done. Okay, hold on a second. 
All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to Michaela, who's the vocalist from Falling Through April. We're going to check out their hit single right now. It's titled Desperate Measures. As she mentioned, there's a video. Check it out. It's really cool. It's on YouTube. And as I mentioned in the introduction of the show, the song is being played everywhere from health clubs to almost a couple of thousand footlockers throughout the country. So uh, let's check it out, and we'll be back in a moment. Falling Through April and their hit single, Desperate Measures. And be sure to pick up a copy of it. You can pre-order it now. I saw that you can get it for $4 on iTunes if you pre-order it, or you can get it for $10. And Michaela can correct me with this if I'm incorrect off their website, and they'll add a bunch of freebies um, along with it and perks. So definitely pick it up. Zodiac is a great album, and I will bring Michaela back on now. Hello. Hey, all right, great, great track, really, really cool. 
You there? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, I'm right here. Sure. Um, <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, so was I correct with that? You can get uh, Zodiac $4 on iTunes or $10, is it, through your website? Yes. And so on iTunes, when you order it for $3.99, you get um, two tracks before they're even released. You'll get one of oh, my favorites. It's called With You in Mind. Um, it's mm-hmm. a very deep song. I think one of my strongest ones on the album, too, along with an acoustic one. Um, Better Off Alone, the acoustic version for Better Off Alone, which is the very punky style, which is that when you reviewed the album, you got a little bit of pop, you got a little bit of rock, you got that punk sound. And that's Better Off Alone. So we went acoustic with it. And uh, for some people I've heard on some of the reviews, you know, that actually touched them, touched them their heart more than the other one, version. So that's pretty cool. You get those two before they're even released. And, yes, you get a bundle package if you um, order from our website, fallingthroughapril.com. The um, you'll get a hard copy with that epic art on top, um, on it, and then you get a poster with it. You get a guitar pick and sticker. So you know it sticks with the ten dollars and you know more freebies. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So there you go. Pick it up now, guys. You get a lot of extra perks if you uh, get it before the nineteenth when uh, when it drops. So yeah, I wanted to let you know that some of my personal favorites. Of course, I love Desperate Measures. Um, Better Off Alone, like both versions of it. Seven Tries is nice. great. Um, Coast cool. to Coast, I really like that one. <laughs> nice. um, which was cool because you played that, you know, if you want to give us give us a little highlight of that song, because you played that on the CBS affiliate, right? Channel 3 in Charlotte, yeah. North Carolina yeah, for the Thanksgiving so cool. Gay Parade. Yeah, tell us about oh, that. Oh, man. We were so stoked about that. Um, we were like, wow, we get to be on TV and really promote ourselves and also be part of a very historical parade that's been going on for the last, like, 77 years in the wonderful mm-hmm. city of Charlotte. Um, <laughs> our float was probably the coolest one. <laughs> and um, But it was funny because um, right before we were about to be, like, on TV now, our tractor that was pulling us broke down. His ship got stuck oh, or gosh. something. <laughs> yeah, so for 20 minutes, you know, we're kind of sitting there, and, like, we can't keep waving at the same people, so we're kind of, like, right. just cheesing at them and just kind of goofing around and letting everyone else pass us. And as soon as we finally started, like, going, everyone was cheering for us. It was hilarious. I'm like, I like this applause, but is it because you finally want us out of here? Um, right. But it was a really, <laughs> really unique experience. And then when we got That's to, cool. uh, you know, be in front of the cameras and stuff like that, they did warn me to hold on the whole time but I'm like that doesn't make for any cool dance moves so I let go I danced around and uh, he didn't really warn us when we were about to move again but uh, I basically almost fell off so you guys might want oh, to no. <laughs> I was oh, in some big chunky heels that saved me though those little boots got you know got the grass on but Good. it was fun I'm it was glad a really that fun you experience. were <laughs> oh it would have been terrible it would have been a long fall oh Oh gosh, but it was fun for sure. But yeah, it was a really uh, cool experience that someone from our playroom, Eddie Z, hooked us up with. Another good That's friend. great. Very grateful. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Zodiac now. I mean, you guys have, you know, like I said, it's a full length album. There's awesome tracks on it. It looked like you had a lot of work ahead of you when you first met the band and they were throwing, right, dozens upon dozens of songs your way. So, you know, just give us some highlights of how did you narrow down the tracks? Like you said, it was 
really your first time, correct, in a in a recording studio with a major producer. And like you said, he was very supportive and gave you some constructive feedback, it sounds like, in, in a kind way that helped develop you as an artist. So can you talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the album development and uh, choosing the songs? Yeah, okay, awesome. Because, yeah, they did give me, like, I feel like at least 50 to 80 different tracks for me to pick through. And, of course, I'd feel like, you know, I'm feeling this one. I feel like I'm listening with that one. Now, there had to have been at least a dozen that I wrote to. And they're like, nope, throw it out. Let's do something different. I'm like, okay. Um, but that's, what my, <laughs> that's my favorite part of music, just writing and creating something, playing around with melodies, playing around with different ideas. But we did have, like, a short amount of time to do this. So that was a difficult part. Um, How much time did you guys early, have? Not to, not to interrupt, like, but let's interrupt. Oh, no worries. Um, like two to three months. And as much as that sounds like a long wow. time, raising a toddler okay. at the same time, working around his schedule was really Aww. rough. I'd be in my room like, okay, baby, go play in your room. I'm going to listen to music and try and write. He's like, barge wow. in, play, play, go outside. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so my most Aww. creative time, yeah, it was like from two to five in the morning. <laughs> and that was well, good again. When the world that's amazing to be able to work around that. And you know, congratulations on your son. I think I saw a photo. He's a, you know he's adorable. So oh, and he's so musical oh, wow. that, too. That's... He loves yeah. <laughs> he loves music. Oh yeah, he loves uh, Paramore. He's like he's like a huge crush on Haley Williams right now. He swears <laughs> he met her at her his school. He's all bragging about it. But yeah, so no, it's all he understands. He totally understands. So sometimes he does give me some space, or he dances around with me. We have dance parties. But yeah, during writing, um, I I found the, my quiet time to be like late in, late at night. That's I, that's typical anyway. I feel like when the whole world is quiet, all I have to focus on is are, are my own thoughts alone. And um, I would listen to their tracks, and I would go with the feeling of the mood and the tone that they would play. And I was like, okay, what does this remind me of? Like, you know, what kind of happiness or hurt can I draw from this? And I would just go from there. I, um, Over the last few years, you know, sometimes I'm in my car, and I'm listening to, like, instrumentals uh, from different bands. And sometimes I'm just, like, inspired to sing the way I want to say it, um, depending on the time, like, some struggles I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would, like, jot some stuff down, whether I'm, like, doing, like, speech to text or, like, not even looking and just kind of scribbling down on some note <laughs> um, pad. And um, I would come back to it. Maybe it would only be, like, three lines, and I would just continue on with it um, late at night. So it feels like, you know, it might, may have been old circumstances, but I would still add to it, make it present. And um, it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun for me. Like I said, creating is the best part of music and just expressing yourself. And um, now, though, when I would take to the guys, see what they think, they would give me, I like this melody, I like these lyrics, don't really feel what that's coming from. And it was funny, one time we were writing together, they're like, hmm, that melody sounds familiar. And then we realized it was, it was that song song. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's scratch that. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, gosh. It was really, it was really cool to like have them part of it, and so we did as much as we could before it was time to get into the studio. Now all of our only Taylor can go into um, the studio, only knowing from the scratch recordings what he's maybe working with. So he would do his best wow. there, and then and yeah. then they would do the bass parts, only knowing like, hey, this is what I think I want from it. And so then we would feed off of them, 
um, then Dan, and then Jim, and then myself went in the recording studio. Now, the next album, I'm sure we're going to try and set time aside where we can all be there together. But, yeah, it's been a definitely, definitely like, interesting process that we um, have taken this for Zodiac. And it was, uh, it was difficult because, you know, looking back at it, we're like, well, were there some, you know, improvements or something different we would have wanted to do? But we're still very happy with the way it has come out. No, the album sounds great. It really does. And you always, I mean, <laughs> with anything you do in life, you always look back and say, I mean, I'm like that too. I'm always critiquing anything I do. Saying, sure. oh, I could have done that better. Oh, I could have. But no, I mean, I think you learn sometimes too that sometimes you go back too many times and you actually might. You know, you actually might do more damage and leave it the way it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's true. So true. Yeah. But thankfully, with um, no, John King, he helped me with my lyrics and melody because, yeah, I I think the Hispanic side of me feels like I can, like, fill in a lot of words in one sentence. He's like, yo, girl. Sure. Slow down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he helped me come up with, like, um, a lot of the catchy melodies and rephrasing some of my, um, you know paragraphs cool. messages and stuff like that so it was an awesome process it was um difficult in the long run wow i'm so glad the way that has worked out yeah it came out great what were the real quick when you said the guys and your schedules you know were conflicting a lot just share a little bit of information about each of the band members do they do they have jobs in addition to doing music what's what's their story so to speak yeah um we all yes have jobs that even support this dream it uh, takes some money to look like some money. It's been a, an expensive project, but totally worth it. Um, but, yeah, we also we all had to make sure we couldn't miss much work. It was around the holiday season. We went into the studio between November um, through New Year's. We got to spend New wow. Year's together, though. So that was pretty epic. That was perfect. Um, and that's as we, as we were finishing up the album. Um, but, yeah, nice. it was um, also what is, a little um... extended, too. Mm-hmm. What, if you don't mind me asking, what do each of the members do for work? So to share with us, you know, what does Jim do, Dan, Taylor? Yeah. Um, well, Dave is probably the best at what he does. He's um, a bartender over here at okay. Dolores. You know, he's the, <laughs> he's cool. the last asshole, even I can say that, but he's a perfect fit for that. Um, it's a great, like, I don't know, he's just so much fun to be around. And so he's perfect um, over there. And then we have Jim over at Guitar Center, uh, you know, the expertise. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, um, he is working between, like, restaurants and stuff like that. He's also at Mathnasium. He's real good at that. And then um, Dan, has, he's, man, he is, like, the manager of this band. He is a businessman. He works with Wells Fargo. He also um, – Oh, wow. He builds, like, websites. Yeah, super – super good at all that he's got that under control but yeah he's in um he's with Wells Fargo I'm pretty sure still he's put up with a lot this last year with like he's um had a promotion he's dealt with this last year um while dealing with leading the band up to this point so really proud of all of them for how much work they've been putting into all this making sure that we stay afloat and just do this yeah and definitely I, we'll take I'm still in like the restaurant industry just serve and right, that right. Cash. Well, there you go. Well, again, it takes a good team, and you guys definitely each put your own role into it to make, you know, the band what it is. And like you said, to keep it afloat, keep it moving in the right direction. So who, um, I know that the some of the band members or one or two of them or someone was friends with or knew of John King because they worked with him before. You know, share a little bit of information about how 
they knew John King and, you know, he came into the picture to, like you said, he, he plays, he wears multiple hats, uh, right? He's the manager, yeah, he was he the producer, the engineer, he was the director for the video. Um, so, yeah, share with us just a little bit about how they, they met him. Well, now this is when I wish I had the rest of the guys with me because they are all, That's okay. you know, <laughs> they're all aware Aww. of those details. But I'm pretty sure it started with Dan. Um, gosh, yeah, I wish I knew all the details. There's just so much going on. Okay. But um, pretty much it started off as, you know, him um, being known as an an amazing producer for, like, the pop rock scene. And we started to right. trust him. And from there, because he did produce Rich and Rewards. And um, so that's how they knew him. He recorded that, produced it, and they did that album, oh, my goodness, in two weeks flat. Now, I don't know who thought it is. I blame myself because I was very, like, sick, in and out of being sick and being complicated when we did Zodiac because it took us, like, two months. (laughs) So, but anyway, John we trust. He made it happen. And, uh, yeah, so we – it's our second album that we've done with him. And and just so, because I always like learning about, like, you know, I love the creative aspect of the industry. I like the business aspect, too. So John's your manager. Do you guys have a label or no? It's just kind of he's your manager. You have distribution. Like, tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the situation? Do you want a label at some point? Right. Well, when I say manager, I feel like he, he just really, we go to him for any advice and, like, you know, <laughs> hey, is this the right choice, blah, 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 like, He's like that as a friend. Like he has our best interest, and okay. that is just so perfect. So much with like producing and writing um, all of our songs. So he's definitely a producer for us and um, a strong friend that we have. But yeah, we definitely just trust him in all of like you know business decisions that we make. We go to him like, hey, this manager is approaching us for this what do you think? And he gives us his honest opinion. Like he's just a true guy, um, wonderful person to work with. Okay. So, so at some point do you want a label or you just kind of want to stay independent? What, what would you guys, you know, if you could have your cake and eat it too, so to speak, what would you guys, you know, desire? Yeah. That's a scary thing because, um, they can make or break you. I know for sure. Um, we've had a booking agent, um, with us, she gets us into uh, Maggie Lewis gets into, us into like different colleges um, to perform at that have been awesome. Um, and then, but honestly, Danny in the band, he is the man. He's the business guy. He okay, um, good. He pushes so hard to get us booked into everything. He's really um, some of us are really trying to like step up and help him out. But it is a whole new world and really difficult. But pretty much we kind of try to do that ourselves. Um, okay, we would that's love great. to make it easier. We we are looking at labels. We, of course, want to make sure that in the long run they are worth it because they, before I came around, they had been screwed over by some. And so we've learned our lesson. But for the most mm-hmm. part, you know, just as you can do a lot by yourself if you are dedicated and willing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, great job to you guys for again, managing it mostly independently and on your own, you know, of course, with John and Dan and the other people that can contribute. Um, Gosh, and Ed, he's magic. Yeah. Let's um, talk a little bit about the album, the artwork. Um, Yeah, so tell us, I mean, I think it's an interesting story, too, that pulls in the name of the band, which is interesting. Um, You know, so who are the two members that have birthdays in April that were, you know, having problems in a band, which is how the, the 
the name came about was falling through April because these band members were, I guess, departing from these bands. Who are the two guys that are born in those month in that month? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. For sure, in the beginning, when the band came about, the lead singer's band was in. I mean, his birthday was in April. Um, I know. I believe Dave's is in April. Oh gosh, I'm terrible okay. keeping track. I can't even remember my boyfriend's birthday. But <laughs> um, I, it's funny enough, though, with the fate of it, um, my birthday's in April too. So it seems like there's a pattern, you know. And it's cool wow. because okay. um, the song "Fate and Fiction" from our album, we actually considered naming the album "Fate and Fiction" because there was that, that's what the storyline followed in all the songs, like you know, false and trueness and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but it was, it was funny. So it's in the stars, you know, the lead singer from start to finish. Cause I, I assure you, I'm gonna be the last one in this. We are doing this to the end. Um, our birthdays are in April and it's funny cause I know for sure Dave's wife's birthday's in April. We have a lot of April babies, so it kind of makes sense. Okay. So, the, so tell us a little bit about the story about how Zodiac came about for the title of the album. And interestingly, the two, zodiac signs i guess you could say so to speak on the album with the the ram and the aries you know what i mean the well the ram is aries and then the the bull is the taurus Taurus. right those are the two Mm -hmm. yeah i was kind of looking yesterday to do some research just to kind of familiarize myself with the zodiac signs i'm like there has to be some like relevance between april and the symbolism and yeah so tell us a little bit about how that came about that you chose that to make the album cover right and um like so as i mentioned we considered it being like called fate and fiction because that right, song right. really wrapped up the whole theme. And so we're like, well, instead of that, what could work? And um, so, you know, how people follow the stars to follow as like their, their future and their present. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, well, let's make it that way. Let's, as if it's like fate, it's in the stars, as they say. And so we went with Zodiac as if, um, and we went with the month of April, of course, since we're calling it falling through April. And um, I feel like since a few of the songs have, like, a confliction of who we are, who we want to be, and that struggle of finding yourself, it felt perfect to me to have both signs kind of fighting each other. Yeah, it's great. I think I think it ties in so much symbolism. Like you said, with you guys just kind of meeting yourself, I mean, there's some fate there. There was all these struggles right. you had. And then, yeah, no, it's great. It's really cool. Cool. So, what do you guys have in store for uh, 2018? You know, tell us what it's, if you can share anything. I mean, sometimes that people say they can't, you know, share everything yet. There's a yeah. lot of stuff in the works. But, yeah, what are some of the plans that you guys have coming about and any upcoming shows you have? I saw you have a couple coming up. Yeah, we have um, yeah, a lot of it still, like, in the works. Of course, we can't show too many details, but I'm super excited because I know what's about to happen. Um, we are trying to still work out our touring time. Um, I know mm-hmm. in the past they have toured around the United States, and um, so we're hoping to get that going after the 28th, because that's when we kick off our Zodiac tour, which will begin in Concord, North Carolina. Um, so it's funny enough, because as bad as I am keeping up with dates, I have to follow our own Facebook page to be reminded <laughs> when we have shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other day, like the other week, I swear I almost missed one of our own shows. So I'm like, I thought that was tomorrow. And thankfully, Dave, our bass, is like, hey guys, so tonight. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but we have that going on the 28th. We have another show in Raleigh come up on the 15th, 
So if any of you listening happen to be on this side of the world, um, we're really excited for that one. We have some friends, um, Gravitation, who has like an Evanescence feel that we get to play with. So that's going to be really cool. And cool. Um, after that, though, I'm not quite sure. We do have some shows at some colleges in the springtime in uh, Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. We're going to hit up the East Coast and have some shows in between there. Um, the summertime, I'm not sure yet. I know we talked about going international, and I hope, uh, since they have been a part of Work For Before, that we can jump mm-hmm. on for the first, for the last time, you know, um, which would be funny enough because this would be my first Work For and my last. So I'm really going to try and push for that. But other than that, um, you guys have to find oh, out. Lot of stuff. To find out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, a lot of exciting stuff happening for you guys, especially with the upcoming release of the album. Um, yeah, so lastly, why don't you pull in with each of the members? What are some interesting things about you guys that you like to do in your free time or you know, any hobbies that you guys have when, when you're not I know music is pretty much first and foremost, but you know, on the side. Anyone interested in films, books? I think someone was interested in video games I read about. You know, share something mm-hmm. interesting about each of the each of the members. Cool, yeah. Well, Taylor and Dave, for sure, like to play video games with each other, and Dan, actually. Um, Dan will sometimes play video games with his daughter, make her mad at kicking her butt. But um, they like to do that kind of stuff. Um, Jim's real focused on, like, just music. He's our social butterfly at the group, you know. He loves to also just meet new people, go around. Um, we, live, we all live in Charlotte now. I just recently moved up here. So at times, okay. you know, we'll go to, like, local bars, play some foosball or some pool, and just uh, get to know everyone around here. Very friendly. Um, other than that, man, we just we really work hard. It's hard to have any other hobbies at the moment. But music is our life right. for sure. So we'll get that done any way we can. Oh, that's but great. Well, the that's album... what we love about playing shows, you know, it gives us a chance to be social. So hope to see you all out there. Definitely. Definitely. Well, the album is amazing. I wish you guys much success mm-hmm. with it, Michaela. And I'm um, looking Thank forward you. to see what's going to be in store for the future. And, of course, you're yeah, always yeah. welcome back on when you have some uh, new music coming out. So just be, keep in cool. touch with me and we'll definitely bring you back on. What? Yeah, Seven Tries to be our next uh, single. Now, a music video is pretty pricey, but that'll be the next goal. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a great one, too. It's a great track. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so please um, share where everyone can find you guys, you know, all the social media sites people can find you on, and uh, we'll wrap things up for tonight. Sweet. Yeah, we're on basically all of them. I mean, if you want to download uh, our single, Desperate Measures, from Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, even. Um, and then cool. you can find that music video there on YouTube. But uh, definitely go to our website for all the links to our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It's that uh, little package, the bundle package for the album, Zodiac, if you get it before the 19th. Definitely. Well, it's an amazing album. I'm honored that I had the uh ability to hear it before it was released and bring you on and support you and promote the band and i hope uh, all good things to come to you guys and i wish you much success thank you i'm so glad you loved it and this has been great thank you Uh, yeah i'll definitely keep you updated definitely cool and just so you know if you're interested once the interview is done within i'd say 10 15 minutes the podcast will be available so you know i always encourage people to promote it because if someone couldn't tune into the live show they can definitely stream or download the podcast for free 
Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. I love All right. On the West Coast, should be dying to hear it. Thank you, Carol. Cool. Thank you so much, Michaela, for coming on. I really appreciate it, and I wish you guys uh, much continued success in the future with the band. Awesome. Right back at you. Take, um, take care. You too. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 All right, everyone. Michaela from Falling Through April, and great interview, full hour, really in-depth. Check this band out. These guys are great. Zodiac is a phenomenal album. It's going to drop on January 19th, but as she mentioned, you can purchase it now, pre-order it off of their website and get a lot of perks or and or off of iTunes, as she mentioned, you get a couple of free songs in advance um, of the album that you will hear once it comes out. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight to the Carrie Edelman Show. And I will have some more interviews in store in the near future, working on booking some right now. But have about 225 um, podcasts on my show. So if you want to download them, we have uh, everything from comedians to filmmakers but primarily my show has focused a lot on bands and artists. So please follow me on Facebook at the Carrie Edelman show. You can learn all the updates and things I have uh, coming up in the future for schedule wise. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you back. And lastly, you can find me on Facebook. If you want to send me a personal friend request, I have two pages. One of them might be maxed out. So find the page that isn't and it's, great to keep in touch with people that way too thanks again for the support keep keep supporting all these amazing entertainers that i have on my show as i mentioned that's what the show is about supporting them spreading the word getting their name out there and taking on a really interesting in-depth comprehensive interview where you will hear stuff that you will not hear anywhere else thanks again for the support and have a great night